My name is Zhao Ying Summers. Don't worry about pronouncing Zhao Ying. My iPhone auto correct Zhao Ying to annoying. People also ask me, why don't you have a Chinese last name? I had one before I got married. I was a hoe. Hi guys, welcome to the third episode of Tiger Milf. Third time is a charm. I already had two husbands, so I'm very excited about the third one. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to be funny. Um, so we're supposed to have our Jewish friend here, but he is um, busy. Uh, so now it's just me and Nate, which is probably going to be a different direction. We'll talk about me rather than, you know, the Jewish people. Uh, about how we met and uh, how I was a loser last year and I'm the same this year. I don't change. <laughs> yeah, just the just the half black guy here. No, no Jews this time. Sorry, Nate. I don't like. I, were, I'm just you, <laughs> curious. Like, can you say the N word? I, I can't. You are qualified. To say I have it. to whisper it though, because I'm half. I can't. Because say you, it. you you don't even look half. You look pure Italian. Like you look like you are from. I get it you all. Look like you are like a Middle Eastern or like. Uh, yeah, a, I get that a lot. Yeah, or, I don't uh, think you you can even whisper. <laughs> I have to have like a relative next to me. You know, and then I have to have, you know, like How about you guys even don't want to, to be nice to you? Like, I'm not your cousin. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about, also, white boy? And also, my name's Nate Jackson. So it's like, you know, you kind of have to be like, okay, well, that's not a Indian name. <laughs> I don't think you can say, I don't really <laughs> It's don't, not a very Arabic name. I don't think you can say the N-word. I don't, personally. I know you don't. I never heard you say and, it. And, uh, you know. Well, but, you, just, you really don't look half black, though. Hey. Um, is that racist what can to say, I say that? Because I really, you look, look, you just look like you are, you are Some's, more exotic than me. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it all. I, you know, every race, except for, like you said, like no one would ever guess what I am. So I just, you know, that's, I'm a man of mystery. I'm a chameleon. That's fun. that's fun. You can hear all the racist shit people say. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and I grew up in Orange they, County they and they have a lot of racist stuff to say. So, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> OC is crazy. I I, li I live in Orange County in Irvine for for a long time, like at least like six six months or seven months. Where were you, Irvine? Irvine. Mm, yeah. Because my my first husband, I have husbands plural. Husbands. Yeah, first one. Why was saying like a, the first dog? I you know I, the first <laughs> the first husband. Do I look like I'm? Somebody who's like having a lot of husbands. I mean, but I hold that. You look yes. very dynasty esque today. Like you probably have had like some rich oil, oil baron uh, husbands, like that you just like rattled through. Or you're like go through them like tissue. I wish. I wish though. I would never wish tissue like that. <laughs> <laughs> but husbands, yeah, I'll go through. Okay. Uh, yeah, I lived in Irvine. My first husband, he um, he's a scientist. Uh, he's better off without me but uh you know i tried we tried and he uh i remember irvine is very racist especially um closer to irvine there's some uh, like a some some like a, some westminster oh yeah yeah i remember i went there to shop to buy i think like uh, to buy some um beddings and stuff there's some young kids like a like a really young boy uh, he was like with his mom, mm -hmm. and he just saw me. He just poked me. He's like, "Chinky chink." <laughs> what? He poked me with his finger. What did the mom do? Just like she laughed. Wow, wow. 
in Westminster too. I would expect maybe Huntington Beach, but Westminster. Wow, that kind of takes me off because I mean that's honestly like a pretty like Asian area. Yeah, but the, the, Westminster Garden the, the, the Grove. The boy is Latina. Latino. La, yeah, Latino. The mom or, is Latina. The boy is Latino, so uh, they they see Chinese people, Asian people, very different from them. Uh huh. Yeah. Like they, yeah. Yeah. It's not like a Japanese Vietnamese kid be like a chinky chink, you know? Right. I mean, like you are also chinky. Like, we are the same species. Right. 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 <laughs> but this boy obviously has big eyelashes, <laughs> big eyes. Uh huh. So it's obviously my eyes are very different from him. Yeah. So I said, "Where's your dad?" <laughs> God. Well, I mean. I just think, you know, overall, like... It pokes me. That's the thing. Like, you can say, you can call me chink. It's fine. Yeah. I don't like when people poke me. That got me very angry. Like, just the poke. Yeah. No, nobody likes to be poked. Poked on my stomach. I don't even like to be poked on, like, Facebook. Remember when they had that, like, poking thing? That but I'm like, why are you it's, poking me? That's it's weird. so weird. Yeah. No. I don't it's like... Not, yeah, I, I, was, I was upset because he poked me. I was okay with him calling me a chinky chink. I'm like, a vocabulary... Yeah, no, it, come up with some poking. more creative words, young not man. Not poking, don't poke me. Don't poke me. Unless it's my G-spot. And you probably don't want a, a little boy doing that, so probably no, no. better. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. In, in general. In general, anyway, I got it. This I, is a rip-roaring way to we'll start this. We'll have to cut this off before I'm canceled. <laughs> Can we cut this off? Because I don't people think I'm a, I'm a pedophile. Because I hate kids. I hate my own kids already. I, I hate them so much. <laughs> I hate the kids. We should not be having children. Robots are better. Yeah. They are better. Yeah. Well, I mean. Grow up and tell you you are a cunt. (laughs) Well, I mean, you you must love them a little bit. You you came up with Halloween costumes for them at the last minute, right? It's only because I don't want the reason why they, 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 you know, when they fail in life, they're like, well, my mom, she did not buy me Halloween costumes and my first Halloween parade in school. And that's why. I'm a loser now. I don't want to be the reason. Yeah. I mean. Let other people take that yeah. role. Yeah. Yeah. My ex-husband should be the reason why my my son is not happy. Mm. But he'll be happy because I'm still alive. Yeah. You know he loves me. He has to love me. Wait. Wait. My son. Oh, yeah. Of course. I think he loves me. You're a cool mom. You know, You're like a legit coffee, cool right? mom. Huh? He brings coffee in the morning to my room. And he walks slowly. He holds the coffee. He goes, shh. Shh, be quiet. Because it's too hot? Yeah. Quiet down the heat? Oh, okay. It's, yeah. He's so dumb, it's adorable. He's literally like, shh, shh, shh. I'm like, what's wrong, Winston? He's like, it's too hot, mommy. Shh. <laughs> He's already working on bits. He's already working on his own comedy. That's funny. So, you know, you've inspired him to come up with his own yes. act, you know, so... Yes. I'm sure he's getting some of that from you just by watching. Okay, I have a very serious question, Nate. Serious, okay. So, the joke we worked on, right, is, you know, Kanye fucked up so hard mm, that uh, all the Jews around the world stopped picking up his call. That happened to me as well. Whenever I asked one of them to bring me home to meet their parents. Right. <laughs> so... I got people telling me that I saw this on Twitter before you get canceled. I want to tell you this is seriously wrong. First of all, it's not funny. Let's this stuff with this one. Right? Uh-huh. First of all, it's not funny. Secondly, uh, it's racist. Mm-hmm. You cannot uh, say Jew. It's racist. 
if you are saying not Jewish. Jews. Oh, you okay. can't say the word G E W is racist. Secondly, uh, implying that uh, they have yellow fever is racist. So there's like a lot of racism in that uh, uh, tweet, and uh, right. it's still up. <laughs> it's still up. So I I just uh, want to ask you as a world renowned. Talk me up now, yeah. Journalist, the that, best. Uh, yeah, the best. Obviously, obviously <laughs> the best. Not only at ordering oysters, but also at writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You may know this as his, his, um, you know, his love for fresh seafood and uh, oh yeah, sitting by Long Beach, uh, ordering but the best oysters. But he also is actually he can write. He actually do that. I, I can do a little bit of writing. Yeah, he does yeah. a little writing. I've done a few things. Yeah. So, what do you think of, as people talking about uh, Jew being a slur? I mean, that's new to me. I mean, I've grown up with like Jewish friends my entire life, and they've all—I don't know. We—it's not even really. I think that if you are describing someone's, you know, ethnicity or their religion, whatever it might be, like you know, they refer to themselves that way. I've said the word Jew and talk, talking to a Jewish person, like describing what they are. Uh, doesn't sound like offensive to me, but you know, like honestly, look, people that respond to you in the DMs on Twitter are probably the last people you should listen to. Yeah. <laughs> I just said that, uh, um, like, you take it back. You can't say that. I'm like, uh, can all the Jewish dicks I suck to take the dick back? Like, it's too late. <laughs> Your credentials? Yeah, I've, I've been sucking Jewish dick exclusively for like 10 years. I can, I don't even say anything. I'm just like, you are not having multiples tonight. You are having fried rice. You want to argue with me? No BJ for you tonight. Now shut the fuck up and back off. Like, I don't care. I mean, yeah, I just think people overall just Twitter, you know, I don't know. We'll see now that Elon runs it. We'll see what happens. I'm just, uh, I, I, I don't have like high hopes, but I'm just saying like overall, I think people like on Twitter and on social media, it's just like they're trained to kind of either have like the ultimately crass sense of humor or like no sense of humor at all. So it's like there's very like to me, there's not that much in between. It's just. I think we should probably do a poll of our Jewish friends that uh, is Jew offensive. What do they think? I mean, if we had one here in the studio today, he might weigh in, but uh, he's not. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just keep staring at the empty chair. I know. <laughs> Where he was supposed to be here, but he's yes. not. But it's okay. You know, we'll do an, a, a poll later uh, we'll online. Poll. Online. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, do you think Kanye's career will be over? Or do you think if he yeah. apologizes with a good PR, he'll be back or you think there's this is the point of no return oh man well i definitely think that as a as an artist you know whatever he's doing like right now if he's really trying to push boundaries like congratulations but they're all the wrong to me they're all the wrong boundaries and i think that like you know he's probably going to look back on this period and be like wow you know i yeah I fucked up, basically. You know, I don't think that, you know, even if this was something where he had like a different, um, you know, strategy in mind than what's being presented to the world, I think that, you know, he's just 
going about it in a kind of a a way that has no choice but to like cut ties with with a lot of people you know it's not even just the people he's directly offended but it's like indirectly as well Mm -hmm. but you know it's tough because he's also got that artist ego that you know that that genius ego where it's like he's you know well he can sing you think so yeah i don't know about i mean without without auto-tune it's 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 a tough go so what can he do but you know i think i think he could apologize but i'm also thinking that like at the end of the day like is Kanye ever been the type to apologize? I don't. I don't, I don't think, think so. They will apologize. And so it's uh, it, it's a choice. You know, it's a career choice. It's a it's a life I choice. Think you know, a I think it's and a it, career choice. Yeah, I mean, it's a, and yeah, it, it's a career. It's a career suicidal choice. Yeah. Well, I mean, but there's so there's just so much wrapped up in it. You know, when you talk about you know the Jewish community, also you know black community. Uh, just the overall like world community looking at him and saying like, what has this guy done to himself, you know, or what's going on? Like, you know, how come no one's around him? Like telling him like, dude, chill. Kim left. Yeah. Yeah. No, Kim. <laughs> yeah. Kim is, uh, you know, she was probably one of the the later like people to finally weigh in. I'm glad that she did, but it's also just like, she had to. She wanted to be a lawyer. She has to be next to Jewish people. Right. She's got to yeah, maintain those t- those bonds, you know, those relationships. And, you know, she's looking at her husband going all, you know, nutso on, uh, you know, all over the place. It's just like, man, like, you know, I didn't pass the bar so I could, or almost pass the bar, mm-hmm. baby bar. Baby bar, yeah. So that I could I, be I want to tell you, Nate, do you remember disgraced? when you talked with me about uh, when you told me that when Kanye was at the board meeting at Adidas, he was playing porn? And then you're uh-huh. like, it's not a Reebok? <laughs> yeah. Is this a, like, <laughs> you, you, jokes you wrote it or like it was just like somewhere? Oh, well, I mean, right. it's definitely, I think, I think that's definitely, you know, probably a Reebok uh, style of behavior of just not giving a fuck. And yeah, but I it. literally did it. It kills more than anything. Right. In oh, this month. That's so good. I'm doing this joke to the camera. Okay. So if you understand it. Okay, guys, we all know Kanye is going crazy. Guess what he did? You cannot even imagine. When he was at his board meeting at Adidas, he was playing porn at the board meeting. I just, I cannot believe how disrespectful that is. Come on, have some respect. This is not Reebok. <laughs> that's a good that's a good one. I, I just I just I, I don't have to even like uh, try hard people die oh nice well you know people get it and they, but, but also I think you know what we got to think about what shoe brands are waiting in the wings waiting to just hold open the door and say alright man Kanye yeah I mean Skechers Shoeless? Skechers threw them out you know mm-hmm. so that's already you're starting pretty low so how Shoeless? Shoeless store. They oh, Payless? Payless. Payless. Payless, shoe. payless. I'm saying, I'm thinking like Payless might be looking at like. <laughs> shoeless. Payless. Yeah. <laughs> Kanye is shoeless now. Yeah, he's shoeless now. Yeah. But uh, I'm thinking, you know, yeah, Payless could probably sling some like, you know, uh, generic brand mm-hmm. Yeezys, you know. And so or, he's no longer a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
you take that that contract plus a lot of the other ones he's just lost. I mean, it also it cuts I, you down I pretty quick. Really but. don't understand what did the Jewish people to do to him? What did the Jewish people what did the Jewish people do to him? I mean, like I I don't I don't I don't know why he's so triggered and he's have so much hatred toward them. Yeah, I I I don't think there's really an answer to that. I mean, I think there's could be like you know, all the all the aspirations he's had of being, you know, a businessman and like obviously more than aspirations. I mean, he's he's become a mogul, but there's still I think, you know, these groups of of businessmen maybe who he's looking at as you know could be jewish you mm -hmm. know whatever but like they're in like an even higher upper echelon of like you know been doing this for like 20 30 years and have like a certain status in air in areas that he wants like in fashion and you know music and you know tech and stuff and you know maybe he just feels like no matter what he does he's just never fully let into that that inner circle and maybe there's some there's some anger associated with that yeah but really i sure. feel like a, being a billionaire is the inner circle yeah but even there's like the billionaire billionaires club there's always an inner circle amongst yeah, the I, inner I, circle I think that's it's true. like the groups get smaller and yes. smaller i think that's true and you know you know yay like even though he is a major star and all that like compared to like 20 30 years of some of these people who are massively massively wealthy it's like mm -hmm. he hasn't been at it that long mm -hmm. but i but like you know because he he's been kanye for so long his ability to tap into culture and make people want to buy anything he sells mm -hmm. that goes way farther than somebody who may just be like you know hey i sold you know you know whatever like i i created um you know, LinkedIn or something. And I, or, you know, but beyond that, like, let's say, you know, have like an oil business or something. And I've been just like growing wealth, like for years and years, like generational mm -hmm. type of, you know, like Kanye, I look at him, you know, as far as like, you know, looking at even his hip hop in general and like the mogul era of hip hop of like being able, like even before him, like Russell Simmons and, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, Diddy and Jay-Z and stuff like all of that is still so new. Yeah. And, you know, Kanye, he's at the top of the heap for sure. But still, we're talking about like a lot of, you know, institutional racism yeah. that's just not going to go away because yeah. just because you're rich. Yeah. You know, and like him saying like, uh, you know, I make more money than you like to like Pierce Morgan or whatever. It's like there's always going to be somebody who makes more than you that's going to say, yeah, no, like you don't get to be in this club. And so it's like, hey. You could either bide your time and keep doing stuff that's gonna decades and decades down the line, like gonna make you enough make make you enough money to say, no, fuck you. It's my club now. Mm -hmm. Or you're gonna you're gonna take it the way he's taking it. And I don't which is to get your money taken. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but Kanye is so great at throwing shade though. Like uh, he, he is an uh, interview, he just managed to throw in uh, Pete Davidson, he's ugly, and then like uh, he just he, he's, he's well i mean maybe that's just the truth though he's yeah i don't think pete is that hot to be honest i mean yeah I mean, how big is a dick like it's 10 inches i don't believe it i don't believe it yeah i, I just don't believe it yeah like, Davis, I, I don't believe your dick's 10 inches long i just don't believe it <laughs> and then that's that's the episode we'll talk about too much about dick so we're just gonna end up 
in the this is the, right now. Yeah, this is about to be a dick cast again. <laughs> no I did no my more. research on the last episode. I'm like, okay. Mario, yeah. We can't talk about it right now because we talked a lot in the last episode about his dick. Yeah, it's like okay, no good more dicks. PR for, for that. Yeah. yeah no and, more. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's got to be kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know. As a guy, you get hyped up so much and then it's like, you know, then you know, whatever reality is, you feel like, oh shit, like I can't compare it to the myth. It's like, you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You don't want to overhype, you know? Yeah. I, I hope Kanye gets some help. Yeah. Yeah. He, I hope yeah. So. I hope, I hope he gets at least one friend to like, li- for him to listen to. Well, and like, <laughs> that won't happen, but other help. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah, it's just, it's rough to see. And someone, as someone in the media who's been, having to cover a lot of this stuff and like, you know, work on coverage with our team at the LA times to cover it. It's like, it's the gift that keeps on giving in terms of like stories and content and interest. But then you have to look at the flip side of that and like watching the, watching the destruction decline of a person and like Mm -hmm. seeing it as like something that is a truly rough, depressing thing, you know, to, Mm -hmm. to watch. Um, Like watching me. Oh, yeah. oh I just, every time I see you on, you know, on stage, I'm like, oh, oh, someone God. should it should it be me? Who should tell her? You should, tell, you should not be doing comedy, lady. Learn but you had first. that. Very English first. <laughs> but you had that, all that in the beginning of your career, though, right? Like in the beginning when you were first starting out. Oh my! God. Before it was a career, when it was just a a mad compulsion to get on stage and talk about whatever. So was my going friend on Greg has a term for uh, female comedians who dress up for uh, for open mic. Uh, he calls them a bent over open micer. Bent over open micer. Yeah. So like you mean like you what dress like dress like you're dressed now well, to they, go to an open well, mic? They, they can't afford this to go to the open mic. This is yeah. What do you mean like? No, I'm just it's a, it's a joke. Someone that tries it's too a joke hard. Somebody like uh, who doesn't uh, understand uh, comedy is not for somebody who has who who has self respect or the love for life. Comedy is for somebody who who do not have a plan B. That's what you want mm. to be on stage. It can be okay with not getting paid at all for the rest of your life to be on stage. Mm-hmm. It's for this kind of person. Not for somebody like, um, I can be doing some stand-up, then I can get in a TV show, I can become an actress, a movie star. Yeah. But those girls, they are so, even boys, girls mm. and boys, they are so hopeful. Mm. They are so you can see there's still hope in their eyes. Like right. Beautiful people who has a lot of hope, who's talented, who also just like, uh, because comedy is hot right now. A lot of comedians, sure. I mean, all of actors, you know, they realize that uh, there's another way you can do, because audition, you have no, no control over it. Right. You have to wait to get an audition from your agent if you're lucky you have one or you don't have one. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, if I just uh, got good at comedy, I can be in my own movie, like Ali Wong, you know, like. Yeah. But people think like that. And then I see those people and they ask me, they're like, how do I, how do I get in the law factory? I said, you, 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 you go there at 1 p.m., you stand in line and uh, you wait for three hours for the audition. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then if they, the booker likes you, you get a call back. They were like, I can't do that. Can't yeah, I can't debase myself that way. Yeah, I can't go lower than that. No, I don't I, I can't. I'm like a, following a dream I'm sounds like a, so hard. Yes. Yeah, I'm like I did it. They're like, I don't believe it. 
Mm. Like there's no way you would do it. I, I'm I did it. Right. So I feel like uh, comedy is really for somebody who who has to do it. It's right. not for somebody who wanting to do it for fun and uh, getting your heart broken. Your heart will be broken. It's million times right. Is your heart will be broken. Yeah. And you have to. And I don't regret at all. I if I have to do it, I'll do it earlier. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you you're one of the like people that I know in the scene that has like the most dedication when it comes to all of like doing all the steps. And I mean, yeah. You had you've had success. You're having success now, but then people didn't see like like you said when you were sitting on that lawn chair waiting to get picked. You know, at the Laugh Factory. I never got picked though. Yeah, waiting yeah. years. Yeah, year yeah. And a half. I never got picked. No, but like now it's like. Pfft. And I keep going. I keep going back. Right. I remember I just had a baby. I had a really severe postpartum depression. Not just because I was um, I gain a lot of weight. I can't lose the weight because you had to breastfeed. And in Chinese culture, you have to eat a lot of food. Mm. I, I remember my ex-husband was trying to like, uh, just like force me to eat food mentally, trying to tell me that I have to eat plenty of food to get enough milk for the baby. Mm. But uh, my doctor would be like, you just, uh, you don't have to eat for two. You just have to eat healthy food. You are full. It's fine. He was but just trying Chinese to like... Culture, to me up. Yeah, he's just trying to keep you. <laughs> I, think, I think so. But he left me anyway, so I don't know. <laughs> I left him <laughs> for the record. I left him. You have to look into the camera when you say that. For the record, I left him. I go. left my husband. <laughs> I did. Make sure you know, buddy. Make sure you guys know I left him. Yeah. It's mainly because uh, uh, I got a LASIK surgery and uh, the result was it, the problem is that it was too good. Like, a long, well, I was asking for good vision, but my doctor is also Tom Brady's doctor. He gave me the best vision, HD vision, perfect vision. I got home. The first thing I saw was the flaws in my marriage. <laughs> I felt a divorce next day. I felt for divorce next day. That's what happened. Tom I mean, Brady's getting divorced. Yeah, he got divorced. It's official. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they announced it, but it's like it's already been done. Like, yeah. you know, they were just basically like, I don't know what, trying to trying to make us all think that it was on the rocks. And it's like, man, that paperwork's been, the ink on that contract has probably been dry, you know. I, Once we moved to Florida, it was probably just over. I just don't get it. They are probably two of the most beautiful women. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> Sorry. Two of the most beautiful people, right? Like, yeah. Really beautiful couple. They are both very accomplished, both of them. Even like uh, people like, oh, Gazelle is giving up her career for him. She did do it, but she did also had a really great career as a model. She's one of the most famous successful models. And she also got more money than him. She could quit. Yeah. <laughs> she just she's she's yeah, she she's paid. She doesn't have to worry about it. Yeah. And so is he. I mean, that's the thing. It's like they both have so much money. It's like mm -hmm. so I think, you know, for him like to how say, good is playing balls? Like I like I don't know how play good balls, playing balls. I, I, I don't know how good playing balls are. I'm sorry. That was the last week's podcast. Oh yeah, we're not. He, <laughs> he just loves balls so much. Yes, he does. He just loves to play balls so much. Yeah. But not with his kids. I know. Hi, Dad. Can we play some uh, football together? Not with you, losers. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, no, it's sad, but you know, we'll see. Maybe some people are just better as co-parents, and you know, if he wants to continue on, you know, playing, then I kind of understand that, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I understand that. Wanting, wanting to, wanting to keep going and just focus on your career and not worrying about like pleasing a significant other, or is it? Or I mean. It's just kind of complicated because, like, it is the he has like you know, have this family, you know. Yeah, but like he's stuff, not abandoning his kids. Yeah, I mean, how many the things that uh, when you have so much money and power, because people always say like when you have money, the good thing about having money is having time. Mm -hmm. So I guess when you are rich, you don't have the time to hang out with your kids as much. It's very sad. Mm. But when like uh, if you are very poor, you have to. Let's say travel to a different city to work, and you can't be with your children, and you send the money home. You you see them like four years, four four times a year. People think it's like, oh, it's a good dad working hard for the kid. But once you have so much money, you see them once a week. You are an asshole. Yeah, well, that's like, yeah. I mean, he's he doesn't have to do anything. You know, he's I already really, yeah. he's already cemented like greatest of all time. Like he doesn't have to do anything. If only if anything, it's for himself. It's for himself, but it, like it's also kind of like. You know, at a certain point, you're just like your body's just gonna wear down to the point where you're not gonna be effective, and then your legacy is gonna be like, you know, like Michael Jordan trying to play baseball. You know, at the end, it's like nobody wants to see that. Nobody. You are, you are a savage. Uh, please don't come after savage. me, Michael. I'm sorry, man. Hey, MJ. You know, I don't want to be on the next documentary. Because the thing about that, those people like that, like who are just like super, you know, at the top of their game, top athletes, super competitors and stuff, like. That's a thrill to be competing. Yeah. When you don't have you don't compete anymore. Like can you imagine Tom Brady go to Trader Joe's, buying right. things, buying buying some a loaf of bread and just stand in line. He's just like chucking it down the aisle, yeah. like yeah. throwing it at you know, they I go deep. Have, you know? Yeah. Coconut big coconuts just like throwing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> acting up. But that also is like part of the like with, with competitors like that. It's like, yeah, I mean it never leaves, you know, you always have that instinct, but you can channel it into other things. Like, yeah. you know, there's people that, you know, like, look at, uh, you know, like Magic, Magic Johnson, like became like, you know, he even, he, you know, he even beat AIDS. That's how good of a, that's good mm -hmm. of a competitor, you know, he's still, I mean, he's still got it, but you know, it's it still tagging along, but mm -hmm. he's fine. Like he's a competitor in the sense of like with business. Yeah. You know, with, with, can, with, with. Yeah, that's brilliant. You can actually channel into your competitiveness into different uh, things, like yeah. a, a beauty product with Giselle. <laughs> yeah. You know, like instead of, you know. Do you think he'll regret it? Divorcing Giselle? Mm. Or what? I guess divorce this beautiful family. Uh, I, I don't I mean, you know, I don't he's regret gonna... my divorce because mine wasn't beautiful, but I'm asking about him. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because on the one hand, you know, he's Tom Brady, so I think he'll be doing. I think he'll bounce back. But yeah, I he'll think, have any. He can have any <laughs> woman he wants, right? But I also think that you know, it's divorce is not. It's never easy for anybody. But you, there's. I mean, even if it feels liberating, there's there's got to be parts of it that are difficult, you know. But I think with him, it's just like trying. Don't blame him though. Yeah, I mean, media, it's, everybody it's tough him when you're being selfish, it, wanting to have his career. And I mean, he has a, a best career in football, but like uh, wanting to continue yeah. to be on the field, and people blame him for that. I feel like it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's fair to be honest. Not because I'm sexist, I am, but I just don't think it's fair mm. because some people 
they all they want is just to to be on the field to compete. Mm-hmm. That's their joy, and that's he's not lying to nobody about it. Yeah, he doesn't feel good sitting at home. He, sure, I I I just feel like, uh, I mean, he doesn't need any sympathy because he's Tom Brady. But at the same time, I feel like uh, it's actually he's honest because if he's not gonna he chooses football over Giselle, it means mm. that uh, he really chooses football over. Over everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. And look, I mean, anyone that's commenting on it, including us, it's like we don't know what it's like to be Tom Brady. We just have no clue. So, like, anything that's driving him. You can know what's to be like to fuck him. He's single now. I mean, no, I no, probably don't have a good shot at that, but like, maybe you do. I. <laughs> you're gonna move, you're gonna go back to Florida? I'll go back to Florida. I mean, no string attached. You know, he didn't want a family. That's perfect for me. Yeah, you know, and you'll be on the road. Constantly. Yeah, nice. Hi, Tom. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'll never cheat on Brad Pitt. I'm a, I'm a lady of romance. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. The uh, I, It's me and Brad Pitt, baby. Yeah. Well, I th- hopefully Brad, you know, hears about it through this podcast. Yes, and comes calling. Yeah, call me. Uh, you know. My phone number is 310 <laughs> Okay. 309? Okay, let's stop. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't even want to drink kombucha, but it's free. It tastes good. Tropical. Yeah, it tastes good. It's good for your. Uh, it's good for your gut. Nice. Not your. You not that you have a gut. You don't have a gut. I'm just saying it's good probiotics for digestion. Nice. Thank you so much. So that's a that's a uh, lesson for everybody I'm out here. A health still lesson. Still digesting the sorrow of my Jewish friend abandoning me. <laughs> <laughs> our our. Uh, well, no, it's Halloween today, so which we didn't even acknowledge, by the way. But well, maybe he's just. We don't celebrate the Halloween. Maybe he's just uh, a ghost. That is his Halloween costume. Maybe he's just invisible. Somewhere. I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he's a ghost. <laughs> I think we just saw him like. At he show. ghosted us. Yeah, he ghosted us. That's for sure. I oh, mean, that's the Halloween. He's like, a, <laughs> I'll be ghosting you guys. Yes, see, yes for Halloween. I'll come as. Hi, Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Let's talk about uh, how we met. And oh, how magical is uh, one year? What happened in one year? As uh, just remove me as your friend, like uh, this crazy Chinese lady, yeah, with, uh, long hair like a mop. My hair was so long. Yeah, yeah, long. Yeah, your hair was black, black, still. jet black. Yeah, and I was crying. This was right after you shot the comedy invasion Certain special. Is. Yeah, yeah, it's on Peacock. Mm-hmm. And I remember I, well. I did a story for the Times about the actual event, the comedy invasion when that was taping, and uh, Aiden Park, who is a good friend of yours, he can't park. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he uh, invited me to come to see another show that he was part of at the uh, Comedy Chateau uh, over there uh, in North Hollywood, and he's like, "I have to introduce you to someone." I'm like. Who? Because I had seen you. I saw your set at the comedy invasion thing, and I thought you were funny. And like that was the worst day of my and, life. And little did I know that it was like the, the worst day ever for the you. The worst day of my life. I drove a U-Haul to the taping. I drove a U-Haul from a Chinese ex-husband into a Japanese culture center to tape my <laughs> special, and my face was swollen like a pancake. It was, I was. It was crying. fine. Your face, like we didn't. We I I didn't know as an audience member that anything was wrong. 
You, oh, it was I, bad. I know, but that's how like that's I, how far I associated this awful feeling with that special, and I was so upset. And when I saw the footage, I was like, I wasn't bad. You weren't. I no. just my heart was bad. Yeah, but that's at that point. I think you were already on your way because you had that professionalism to be able to pull off something that's literally the hardest thing to do when you're having a great day. Is like even still like public speaking. It's difficult. You know, being a comedian, being funny in front of a crowd. And like you did it when you were literally like right in the middle of fresh out of like, you know, starting this divorce and like getting it all together, you know, and just like leaving your house and like pulling up with a, in a U-Haul and all that. So I had no idea about any of that, you know, and then I actually didn't get to like meet you then. I just saw you. And then a couple, was it like a week or two later, uh, you were at this show with uh, that Aiden was doing and he introduced me to you, but you were so inconsolable, sad, not just for your, not for the death of your marriage, but for the death of your uh, TikTok account. Mainly, yes, <laughs> my I, I mean, divorce, you, you do it. I, it's my second time, you know, getting I, rid of a husband. But I, I think, think that was the reason you, you were crying. No. Yeah. They, they, oh they, they yeah. God. Yeah, they banned you on TikTok, and you were really upset about that. And uh, you gave me the story as to why, which was crazy, you know, about them blocking you over, you know, your joke about the one-child policy. We never was, were clear about it, but that uh, I was just shadow banned over, like, little things I kind of do push the boundary. But after that, it's like a yeah. ghosted. Right. Just like Jonathan, ghosted. Just, <laughs> you know, and even... It, and it was even worse because it, it like affects your, you know, like this is like, you know, someone doesn't show up to a podcast. Okay, fine. A few people maybe are like, oh, what happened? Whatever. Or like, you know, you get a few less listeners or whatever. But with this, your TikTok was huge. It is huge. So you have like all of these followers that now can't follow you and can't see your they stuff. They can't find me. They can't see any of your stuff. And it's because you were speaking out, speaking your mind in, a, in the, your form of expression, which is comedy, about something that really happened to you. And I mean, yeah, they didn't give you a clear answer as to what it was, but it was pretty clear based on the reactions you were getting, right? Um, from uh, It just doesn't sound like a, American people would say things like that, or people around the world would say, how dare you say this is not true. Yeah. But you know that's true. And TikTok being, you know, for people that don't know yet, or for whatever reason they don't know, but... TikTok is owned by ByteDance, which is a Chinese company. So anything that's uh, even remotely critical of the Chinese government, you know, you wind up getting penalized for that. You know, you get like shadow banned, like you were like what happened to you. And so you told me kind of the briefly like what was happening. And this was like after the show, which like I had no idea any of this was happening. And, you know, I said, um, you know, wow, that's ridiculously awful thing for them to do that's you know let's let's see what we can do is about you know about getting a story together and that's kind of how we met basically and then we went to uh what was that restaurant shutters on the beach yeah we met for I an interview at shutters shutters on the beach is the beginning of uh, my thriving era like i was kind of in a place to be like maybe i should just do the safe comedy mm. like as a cutie um, basic. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a, or I should have just uh, because that was start that roasting joke. names and making people feel horrible about their American names. Yes, or I should just really, I, I mean that talking about me 
being not wanted as a baby and make it funny is the best thing I can do to tell people I'm a comedian. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh, a fart joke like, or like a dick joke. It's, this is what I do. I think that is one of the most, uh, I think the most uh, memorable bits about uh, my comedy mm-hmm. is that's my comedy. Right. It's dark and uh, I'm over it. So I laugh about it. Yeah. That's the whole point is people can, I give them the freedom to laugh about uh, this dumpster baby. And think about like really what makes your comedy unique is that you have this perspective that nobody else has That's or what can I have. That's my manager. That's what Josh said to me. Yeah. See, he See, knows. They're bringing the mind and things alike. And I mean, that's literally like it kind of kicked off everything once I got to know you and got to know your story because it's apparent to people once they meet you and they hear about it that like you are like a super unique talent out there in terms of like what you have to say in comedy and how you make it funny. And it's so many different layers. It's just like, it's, it's the being born in China, almost being, you know, uh, kill that birth layer. It's like, you know, the single mom uh, trying to make it with two kids layer. It's like all of the different uh, things that come along with being like, a you know, a female in comedy today and just having, you know, turning like your particular uh, perspective onto American culture and like what's going on with us. And like, you know, you've lived here now for many years. So it's like, you know, you know enough about all these different worlds to kind of put it together. And then, you know, you throw punchlines like nobody's business. You know? Oh, thank you. I had this beautiful dream that one day, you know, my mom, she walked into my room in the morning, you know, the house we live in right now. And, uh, you know, she just uh, walked to me, sit next to my bed, with the flowers I like, which is daisies. And she just said, listen, Zhao Ying, you know, when we took you to the dumpster, it's not because you were a girl. It's actually because you were a really ugly baby. Look at the photo. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, Mom, I could be somebody. This photo should be public. I could cure pedophilia. I was so ugly. I was ugly. Baby. <laughs> My nickname was Rocky Boboa and the fi- cage fighter. They know, I mean, I know, you don't speak English. You know Rocky Boboa? Like, they know it. I mean, as half Italian, I take that as a compliment. If I, if someone told me I look like Rocky Balboa, but I guess I'm a baby girl. Yeah. Okay. But still, (laughs) even still, any likeness to the the greatest Italian fighter, albeit you know a movie fighter. But you are a boy, of course. (laughs) But yeah, no. But you are honestly. The thing is, is like you are a fighter. Cage fighter. That's my nickname. It should be my first. You lived up to it though, because you're you've been cage fighting this comedy. Yeah, cage fighter. Yeah. That's been, my nickname. She's like, a, it was never that you were a girl. It was because, look at this. I'm like, oh, mom, I can't believe you kept me. <laughs> Thank you, mom. That was, I just wasn't a cute baby. She's like, that was mercy on my part to, yeah. to keep you. Yeah, and, so. you know, so remember that when you sign your big deal, who kept you alive, baby? Yeah, I will always be with my, my mom is actually learning English now. Yeah, she's got to know what those contracts say. Yeah, and uh, I'm she's got to be so like on top of it with CBS and and you know NBC. Know. Be like, hey, soon my mama can abuse me in both languages. Mama Summer's name has to be in this royalties conversation. My mom is really amazing at uh, she just say the most crazy thing, outrageous thing. She's I know funny. she gives you a lot of your material. That's she's why funny. she's, she's like, hilarious. 
hey, I need to get paid for some of that. <laughs> so funny. Don't give her ideas. I know, yeah. You should edit this part of the podcast out. My so mom, the, yeah, don't give her ideas. <laughs> um, yeah, no, your mom, your kids, all the stuff going on in your life. I mean, you just, and, you know, and let's not meant to forget to mention that, you know, you run a comedy club. Like that in itself has its own, I'm sure, like I do. material. Yeah, I actually run a comedy club. I know you don't want to believe it, but I do that. I do that. Yeah. I just, uh, I think one thing about me is that uh, when I decide to do something, when I decided to do something, I give my all. I just do uh, like a mouse flying into the flame. Mm -hmm. I give my all. And yeah. I'd rather die that way than mm. half ass anything. It's, it's like a sex. You're gonna fuck somebody, you fucking fuck them. Like you don't you, you don't, don't just want somebody fuck them, like you a, fucking fuck them. Yeah. Like you don't want to fuck somebody, just like get off me. Like a, no. Or like a, you just you know, just do it or don't do it. There's no middle ground. Right. Right? Yeah. I, I just uh I just know that uh if I want to do this, I have to be on stage every day. Mm -hmm. As much as I can. Writing every day, trying out things every day, and looking like a fucking stupid, pathetic loser every day. People look at me; they like, they. I make them turn their stomach because, you know, everybody who's a friend of an open micer, I'm sorry, they <laughs> suck. The open micers they are so annoying, unfunny, insecure. But uh, you know, that's you have to go through that phase to go you to the next to. level to find yourself. You have to. You have to keep being annoying, keep being unfunny, keep being stupid. Just keep doing it until until you become interesting. And that's when if you are a woman, you'll never get laid. If you are a man, you know. You once you laid. so once you start fun once you start being funny, that's when you start getting laid, is that what you're saying? For men. Uh, for male comedian, whenever yeah. you make a woman laugh, her heart opens a little bit and her pussy opens a little bit more. You are a woman, you make men laugh. Every punchline is a punch on their balls. Like they are not happy about you. <laughs> they don't, I mean, they, they think you're a fight. They don't want to fuck you. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, I think that if you're a fan of comedy, you don't, I mean, would you rather be with a, like, let's say you were going to date a female comedian or whatever. Wouldn't you rather her be well, like really, really happy. good? It ha never happens. Like if you were to date a female comedian, it's like with you. If it's, a, you know, it's just nobody wants to date a female comedian. But you'd want to at least date a good female comedian, right? If you were going to. Who is going to? I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, there's, like, I say that, it's like so ridiculous. Like, I don't know who would do it, but. Nobody's going <laughs> to do that to themselves. People do. Come on. When they have no choice. I mean, look, if that's your, if comedy is the thing that you love to, like, enjoy as like a person or a fan of entertainment or whatever like that would be kind of like if you were at a concert or like you know you looked at like the lead singer of a band she's like so great and like oh man like i'd love to like be her man or whatever like music is so different from comedy though i don't uh, look i have been in music and i don't think it's that different well, because because look you got to get up on stage in front of people I mean, the one thing is, the good thing about comedy is that if you do suck, your set's only like two to five minutes long usually if you have like a, a you know, open micer and you can just get off. If you're a band or an artist and like you got to sit through, like, you know, if you're watching someone who's like bombing hard, it's like not good, 
that's usually like 30 minutes. You just got to like, I'm never getting this back. I know. You know? know. So at least with comedy, it's like, it's a keep it moving, you know? You can keep, you know, keep the show running and not have to like sit here and listen to like somebody who's like dreams are just never going to happen. One You're thing like, I, I felt that I guess because I'm so critical about myself, right? Like, in my whole life, like I, I, I'm barely deserving of being alive. I better do the best I can mm -hmm. every fucking minute to be deserving of being alive. Mm -hmm. It's sad, but that's my point of view, and you don't have to listen to me. You can bitch about your mom do not come to your prong, and that's why you are whore now. But it's okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I'm also a hoe, so I'm not judging you. I'm just uh, saying it's like, uh, I, it's not healthy. Obviously, I'm not healthy, but uh, <laughs> whenever I'm doing a yeah, show, you are. You're drinking kombucha. You're healthy. This company sponsor should sponsor me. you. Yeah, sponsor me. <laughs> That's oh, a good ad. So good. Oh. Mm. Oh my God. Hey, it's kombucha, not kombucha, okay? Chill. Kombucha. <laughs> that was awful. Paid uh, sponsor. Yeah. Um, oh God. Definitely okay. getting canceled for that. I, 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 would that be, I can't. Like, this is just being a, being a whore, a whore in her own. <laughs> yeah. like, how can a whore being her own elements get canceled? <laughs> so, okay. I'm not a. I'm I'm a, I'm a work in progress, obviously. Like I'm just uh, three years in comedy. In Godfrey's word, it's like you are a toddler <laughs> in comedy, which is good. You know, I love to be disciplined by people who've been doing it longer, and uh, they can humble me. But whenever I see some comedian go on stage and bomb and blame the audience, blame the audience, I just have zero respect. I'm like, because you sucked. That's why. Mm. They were not laughing, not because they suck, because you fucking suck. Because right. the next person come up, they're going to be laughing. Like, oh, they don't get me. No, you're not funny. That's all. Yeah. Work out jokes. Just work out jokes. Right. People get so defensive about their craft. They just right. get so, no, 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 it's not, I killed it. I'm like, um, I killed it last night. I'm like, I never seen that. I only see you bombing. Yeah. I don't want to be bitter, but I just feel like uh, I bomb too, you know? There's sets that it didn't work. And uh, I always think about uh, how should I rephrase it? Should I do something about it? Mm. How should I deliver it? It's mm. definitely my fault. It's always your fault as a comedian. When you when you bomb, it's your fault. There's nobody else's fault. You can, the audience can be a little shitty, but uh, when you bomb, bomb, it's your fault. You are not funny. That's it. Yeah, there's nothing like... Uh, hearing a comedian come off stage and be like, man, the audience sucked. Oh, yeah. Man. They and then that. the next comedian goes up and gets all the laughs. Kills. Like, So whose problem was it again? Like, yeah. I think it's probably just you got to work on it a little bit more. Yeah, you know? because you are not funny, motherfucker. Work on your fucking jokes. Don't tell me the audience suck. They 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 they, they feel like they, they want a refund. When they were Chinese, they'd they be texting me, they want a refund. I own a club and I have the comedians be like... I hate those audience. And they actually go on stage and be like, you guys suck. Why are you not laughing? Why Why don't you come out uh, on a Saturday night and don't laugh at a comedy show? What's wrong with you? Because you are not funny, bitch. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, we're all saying that in our heads collectively. So yeah, they literally take note. And like, they also like really we're being kind polite of being down by the not room. saying anything. They ruin the whole room. You. Because all the comedians, all the um. Audience members are getting blamed for sitting there. Like, yeah, they came out on a Saturday night. They want to laugh. Trust me. They right. want to laugh. But you are so fucking bad. They can't even fake it. That's that's why. I think you have a future in motivational videos for comedians. I think that should be 
you know, yeah. another thing that you. It's okay. Add. I bomb too, but I know I'm the fucking problem. Yeah, I mean, look, if you. I don't bomb a lot though. But bombing, I think, is it's almost like you have to go through, like you said, you have to go through it, but you should look at it as like just an opportunity to, to get, get better. better. Oh, it's yeah. not together. Wow. Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. <laughs> Except it's whatever. It could be any day. It's podcast world. Who knows? Finish our words. Yeah. <laughs> we just like to finish each other's sentences. Sentences. I, I, I just. just <laughs> it's very hard to do that with somebody who don't speak English, though. We will really nail it when I actually can speak English. Yeah, I mean. no, we'll rehearse it. Yeah, we'll work on it. I I love comedians. I do. I love the comedians, not the ones calling me um, attention-seeking whores with no talents, uh, also jealous of me getting spots they can't get in. But I like comedians in general because they are just really vulnerable people mm -hmm. wanting to be loved. More than yeah. even like we, we we get more rejection more than actors and actresses. Yeah. Because they are prettier than us. Well, you know, I think that when it comes to comedians, it's like you have to put yourself out there. I just want to be a mom. Like when I, I want to be my mom to them. You know, I just want to tell somebody, you're just not funny. And you, you can become funny, but you have to work your ass off. Right. It happens. But if you are, you're just, you're doing two shows a week, quit. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. Two shows a week, don't do it. Just don't do it. Mm -hmm. No, it's not going to happen to be you. Two shows if a you night. are not funny, you do two shows a week, you are never going to make it. Mark my words. Unless you are fucking the right person. But it, it, probably in movies, but you will never make it in a, as a stand-up. It doesn't matter who you are fucking. You can make it in movies. You'll probably be a bigger movie star if yeah. you are fucking the right person. But not stand-up. Stand, for stand-up, you go on stage, the first 10 seconds, the audience will decide you are funny or not. And you die every 15 seconds. And you are, doesn't matter which dick is going to suck. The dick is going to fly in to help you. <laughs> That's why, like, you can see the female comedians, they've been fucking the bookers and they, they, they move back to Arkansas in two weeks or one year. Because it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. But uh, don't get me wrong, it works in acting. If you are sucking a nice producer dick, keep doing it, baby. It's going to pay off. But in stand-up, it's not going to pay off. Yeah, no. I mean, it's, it's a money shot without the payoff. Is that a good speech? Yeah. No, it's good. I think, again, like if you just clip this up into Otherwise, like the rules of comedy. The rules of comedy. You know, uh, by Jai. Rule number Thunders. one. Can I just do the rule of comedy? How do I do this? Let's just, just go. Finishing up is the rule. Rule number one, the rules of comedy. Number one, if you are pretty girl on stage, don't tell people how pretty you are. Facts. Facts. Because there is always going to be somebody who's prettier than you. You are a comedian. Nobody give a fuck about how pretty you are. Like, don't be like, oh my God, I'm so hot. Everybody want me. <laughs> no, nobody wants you. You are, you are on stage as a comedian. <laughs> Something happened to you. You are there because you got dumped by an ugly motherfucker who's broke. That's why you're on stage. Telling jokes. Not like if you are hot, you be in Miami, Tom Brady be eating your pussy right now. <laughs> but no, no, no. You are at my shithole open mic place, standing on stage in your hooker booth and telling me how hot you are. Get the fuck out. You are not hot. We are not hot. We are comedians. We sell our mouth. We, we don't even sell BJs because you can actually make money with BJs. We sell our mouth with our words. That's the cheapest, the lowest you can ever go. So you are not hot. Don't you ever tell people you are hot. You are like just like a top shell pussy. No, you are not. 
If you are top shelf pussy, Leonardo DiCaprio will be dumping you right now. Okay. Rule number two, guys, stop talking about your dicks. Stop it. If you are like a, the only dick joke I want to hear is Richard Pryor. It is like a. Damn, that girl's so hot. I want to suck her daddy's dick. That is a good joke. You can't do that. Don't talk about your dick. Right? Yeah. Don't. I'm not interested. Tired of it. I'm just not interested. If I'm interested, I'll, it'll be in my mouth. <laughs> Rule number three. If you, first of all, don't call yourself a comedian. Do not call yourself a comedian if you've been doing only one open mic in the past year. You are not a comedian. You are just somebody who tries to throw away his or her or their dignity, but you stopped. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can't argue with that. Definitely have to have at least, you know, like you do, how many shows a night do you do? I would do three. Two or three? Yeah. yeah. Three. Yeah, if you're not doing that, then... Yeah, don't call yourself a comedian. You did one show last year. You tried to throw your life, but you didn't. Congratulations. Is that number five now? No, that was three. Oh, Okay. It was four. <laughs> it was okay. Yeah. Rule number four. Losers like me. Whenever somebody famous die, do not post a photo of you and them and write a whole essay about how close you were, how they inspired you, how important they are in your life. I go to their Instagram. They don't follow you. Shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> they don't know you. They don't care what you think. You are not important. Don't try to convince me that you are best friends forever. I'm not blind. Those eyes are small, but they can see. I go to the account and I found out that John Singleton don't follow you. He doesn't. He doesn't know you. You are not his friends. When boys in the hood having their 10 years anniversary, you are not invited. You didn't get a kiss from, um, from uh, Angela. My, what's her name? Wait, wait. Angie, like the, the hot one. <gasps> Yeah, Angela Bassett didn't kiss you on the cheeks. She didn't follow you back. Okay. Right. So you were not at John Singleton's event and uh, he didn't follow you on Instagram. So I don't need you to write it. Is that how I say? Oh, yeah. Somebody famous dies? Yeah. Like, uh, also, like, Bob Saget died. Everybody's oh, his best so friend. Com oh, you mean like with comics trying to, like, show how, you know, tight they were with yeah. some person that passed. You're away. not tight. Yeah. If he didn't follow you back on Instagram, you are not tight. You know yeah. him. That was his final, uh, you know, confirmation to us all that, like, you know, you, I, you can, part you of can this write club. all you want. Wow, you are writing now <laughs> because I never see you write. I I didn't know you were writing when I hear your jokes, but now you are writing about how <laughs> close you are with them. And then I just gonna go to your Instagram. If they don't follow you, I don't I don't believe your story. I, I'm sorry. Like, oh, we had lunch. We went on a trip. I opened. I'm like, no. If we didn't follow you back, maybe you were bad at it, you know? Yeah. Is that mean? No, I think that's great. I think you, that's number four. Yeah, that's number four? Yeah, that, that sounded personal. It sounded like a like a very… Yeah, because somebody's like, a, oh, <laughs> my best friend, Bob. I'm like, Bob Sackett is not your best friend. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean… He's just not. I just, I, I can see he's not your best friend. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, look, people are going to fake it till they make it and try to make sure that everyone knows how popular they yeah, are. Yeah, I'm like, he didn't follow you back. No. Then, then you are not friends. You were not part of the full house. You are not the part. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Nate. Thank you for being my friend and supporting me, being a bitter bitch right here. <laughs> Rule number five. You are not too good to do anything. 
if you are not Winnie Cummings, you are not Bill Burr, you are a loser like me, you are, you should be doing uh, as many shows as you can get your hands on. You should write as much as you can. You should do dumb little shit, stupid fucking videos everywhere you can do. And you are not too good for it. Like, I, I can't, I can't make that kind of videos. It's like, make me look bad. I'm like, nobody knows who the fuck you are. Nobody knows who the fuck you are. Nothing makes you bad. We are nobody. Nobody. We're just getting better. Like uh, I, I don't like I don't I don't I can't stand the ego. Yeah. I'm like, why are people with a tiny stick with the biggest ego? I mean, they gotta make up dicks. for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like oh, you I, start a dick jar every time you say dick, you have to put a dollar. In. I know. I just I can't just you, uh, I'm like I can't do that. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm like I did it. Like oh, we are different. I'm like oh. because you're driving a Prius. Like why are we different? Yeah. People are so arrogant, like the young people yeah. who's not defeated by life like me, who's not, you know, slapped by life on the face by me. You know, they think they are, they are important. When you are doing comedy, you are not important. You are, are somebody is trying to make other people with, laugh with your pain. Mm-hmm. You are, you should not have that kind of ego. Ego is not. A comedy, I, right. I am still struggling every day trying to get better. And I, I'm still lost. Many times every day, trying to find out who I am, and uh, and uh, I would not consider myself con- successful because uh, my mom think I'm I'm not, and I trust her because she's always right, and uh, I keep pushing, and uh, I also can't stand bullshit because I talk to you like my mom talked to me. It's from love. It's from a place of love. Mm-hmm. It is. Ethnic moms know how to like just be truthful and also way like that... uh, ladies, please don't tell me like I I don't want to dress up. I don't want to distract them. You don't distract anybody. This is Hollywood. Everybody's hot here. Like I don't want to be too hot. I'm like no, you are not too hot. Scott Johansson is still alive. Holly Berry is still alive. We are not too hot. You wear whatever the fuck you want to wear. Don't be like I I have to dress down. You you don't dress down. You dress like yourself. Yeah. Never seen you dress up. <laughs> We're, don't judge people when like, when I'm wearing my hooker outfits don't judge me before I got married I was a hoe okay that's my life don't judge me like oh why would you dress up for? I would do whatever the fuck I want if I my, like I how ha- these if, lessons if I drove me. away two husbands I can drive you like you can leave too I like how these rules get more and more personal <laughs> <laughs> because As yeah this the insecure sad <laughs> pathetic bitch but I, but well, I, yeah. Well, just uh, I'll shut up now because I don't want to lose all the fans <laughs> in one day. We'll just wait. Yeah, you got to have multiple episodes. You got to stretch it out, you know, mm-hmm. over time, you know. Rules but, of comedy. But I think this is definitely funny, a, right? a yeah. I think this is definitely a, an area of content for you, a career for you, even you know, to like give this kind of advice. I think your idol Joan Rivers would be even more proud of you. I think so. I should if do a you video. Were, I just cut this out of as my social. I think because that's funny. Yeah, I I think that you know you have solid advice there, and I think people should listen. And if they don't, then fuck them. Yeah, rules of comedy: be like water. <laughs> I think that's rule of karate, not comedy. But it's Bruce Lee. Yeah, I know they're they're both out there. It's applicable to karate and comedy. Be like water. Stay wet. Stay wet. You don't make them why. You know, funny. <laughs> it's for guys. Like, uh, guys are just, uh, co- comedians are, male comedian. they get laid because, like, uh, most of them are funny to a girl because it's easy to make a dumb bitches laugh. 
But then when you are like, they can be cute. But when you are not cute, you are funny. You get cute. Mm. You know? Like, yeah. Well, a female comedian, like you make people laugh. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. She's going to make fun of my dick. Like when she's sucking my dick, she's like, Where? cracking jokes. Oops, where is it? Uh, oh, it's there. Oop. You know, like uh, men are so afraid of female comedian doing that. <laughs> like I would not do it. Like when there's a dick in my mouth, I'm not going to be talking. Right. Right. I'm just gonna be doing my thing. Like, why people think like, oh, female comedian? Well, they don't want you That's to like nightmare. make it into a joke later, right? Is that what they? Is that what they're worried? I would be. I would say that that would be more of the thing. The right? only dick joke I say was in my mouth is when I suck Brad Pitt dick, and I I make a joke about it. Other than that, nobody would know. I know, unless Brad hears it, and he's like, "Cancel! I'm not coming over. I was going to, but now." Now that you've clowned, clowned, uh, oh my god, I just clowned my downtown. I, I can't oh. do it. Maybe because it's small, Brad. Oh, Brad. Maybe because it's small. Show me what you can. <laughs> He's like, I've been waiting. Now, finally, you've you've given me the inv- invitation. All right, I'll be at the next Hollywood comedy show. Yes, Brad, you can sit in the back, right next to the trash can. The dumpster. We'll have a UC unit, AC unit. Dumpster, and, and a microwave. Portable microwave. I mean, that's a Mini fridge. It's $49 on Amazon. It's a lot of money I invested. That, <laughs> nothing but the best for your, your audiences. So, no. Props to you. THC. Hollywood comedy. It's great great comedy. club. Yes. Guys, you will. It is on. It is one of LA Times' uh, favorite places. One of yes. the sixty best places to, to see. do comedy. Yeah. Yes, uh, I think we should ask our boss, our producer. The time is up, right? She's like, "Shut the fuck up." Yeah, like, <laughs> we don't. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for you. From like, uh, yeah. LV. <laughs> I don't have time for this. I don't have time for you. Well, I think Nate really discovered my new talent, uh, advice, rules of comedy. Yeah, no, I'm glad I could be there for that. You were uh, there. You witnessed the great in the making. Just another chapter in your story career that I was here for, and I'm glad. Rules of comedy. I should just do it in my stand-up. Yeah. Ladies, please, please don't tell us that you are too hot. We are. (laughs) Something happened to you. (laughs) That's why you're here. If you are too hot, you'll be laying on Miami Beach, getting your pussy eaten by Tom Brady. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, he probably has to go to football practice. He probably doesn't have time for you. Yeah, you can but stay in the locker room. Yeah, I would stay in the locker room. Yeah, you, if you had like, if you put a football there, maybe yeah. he would eat it. Yeah, I would just always like, there's the ball here. Yeah, ball here. Yeah, over here. Yeah, just like uh, bouncing the balls when he's doing it, right. and you know when he's done, like, uh, you know, yeah, that's the only way to get right. eaten by Tom Brady. Hey, take what you can get, though. Yeah. Anyway, this has been a very fun experience. I laugh so hard. I feel like I waste all my money on my Botox. (laughs) But it's okay. It's worth it. I'm happy. Yeah. This is good. Well, uh, I'm going to New York Comedy Festival November 7th to uh, 11th. And November 12th, me, Jiayin Summers, will be inducted into Asian Hall of Fame along the legends and uh, my icons like Bruce Lee and the May Wang. And, uh, of course, uh, this year I'll be inducted together with the great Margaret Cho. I'm so honored. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, wherever it is, at Jiaoying Summers. And we also have the video version of this, which we are watching right now, uh, on my YouTube. And I 
I'm very funny and buy ticket to see me, jiayongsummers.com. Buy ticket to see me. I have to buy diapers for my son. You know, my daughter, she's fine. She's a girl, you know. <laughs> Thank you. See you next week. Thank you.